Hello, and welcome to Trails Podcast, our show about all things Salesforce. Trails Podcast is brought to you by Hute, Salesforce DevOps platform for game-based development. Learn more about Hute by going to our website, hute.io. Hello, and welcome to Trails Podcast. Help us welcome today's guest, co-founder and co-CEO of Pimli, Michael Mulbone. Could you please introduce yourself and share some bits and pieces of your Salesforce journey with us? Absolutely, Harold and Sam. It's great to be here and thank you guys and good morning. So my name is Mike Milburn and I am one of the co-founders and co-CEOs of a new, well, not so new, two years old now, startup called Pimly. And what we're doing at Pimly is really an extension of what we learned at Salesforce. And my co-founder and I both joined Salesforce roughly 20 years ago. It's hard to imagine. It's been 20 years. We were part of the team that helped build the early products and the early customer success and implementations in Salesforce 20 years ago when Salesforce was a proverbial baby. And so we learned about innovation. We learned about really passionate listening to the customers. We learned about speed. We learned about transparency. And we learned about customer success. And so we're really taking those tools and those lessons that we learned when we were building Salesforce. And we're taking that and we're building Pimly in the same fashion. Excellent. So I probably have hardly met anyone with such an impressive long uh, tenure within the Salesforce ecosystem. So yeah, having basically been part of it for nearly 20 years how have you observed the evolution of the partner ecosystem? Yeah, so this is a great question and one that I am one that not only am I passionate about it, I think it's moving so fast that it's worth some good discussion, Harold. So first, let's just go back and let's just kind of remember some of those earlier days at Salesforce. And I vividly remember in the early 2000s, Salesforce wanting to deeply partner with, at the time, it was the large global systems integrators. And we were part of the teams that had to work with Accenture and Deloitte and PwC and Capgemini and all the global systems integrators to help them understand this new technology called cloud. And so there was that moment, you know, in the early days where cloud was new, was it safe? Was it secure? Was it trusted? How do you deploy it? How do you get resources? It's kind of a familiar pattern of new technology transforming the world. And so we learned about regional systems integrators that were smaller than the GSIs, but they were highly skilled and they can move really fast. We learned about boutique firms that would grow up and become regional systems integrators that would grow up to become GSIs. We learned about the strengths and weaknesses of all of those. But at the end of the day, what we learned was that partners are trusted advisors. And when those trusted advisors have, re have relationships with customers, they help the customers figure out what is the right technology, what is the right solution, what is the right people, process, and technology. And so the partner journey at Salesforce started almost from day one. And what I see is kind of evolutions and cycles within that journey. And I just think right now, today, I'm in the partner ecosystem and I depend on SIs to implement Pimly. And I think that SIs, systems integrators and partners of Salesforce have never been more critical to the future of Salesforce. 
Great, thank you very much. When we think about the landscape of ISVs, I think I've heard recently that there are about 7,000 apps currently listed on App Exchange. How did you see the evolution of this marketplace? I assume you have been there from the very beginnings, uh, seeing the first uh, partner apps emerge. Yeah, Harold, again, it's a great question. And I'll just kind of visually or orally paint the beginnings of this. When I went through bootcamp and bootcamp at Salesforce is just is an amazing experience. But when I went through bootcamp in 2004, 2005, you have to give an oral presentation. At least you did, but you have to give an oral presentation with a demo and a pitch about why Salesforce. And the app exchange was we were the first bootcamp to go through the addition of the app exchange. And so we learned that the app exchange was the iTunes for business. We learned that it was this incredible marketplace to add on functionality and innovation. And we learned how to, it was a tremendous advantage for Salesforce. And so what I saw inside of Salesforce was these tremendous companies were built inside of Salesforce and they served incredible needs throughout the history. And so now, you know, if the number 7,000, I think I heard one number that was as high as 9,000 apps on the app exchange, you have this incredibly robust marketplace and investors like our investors in Pimley ask us the question of, is the Salesforce marketplace the right place to invest with a question mark? Because you can invest in an Amazon marketplace, technology for Amazon or Microsoft or other marketplaces. Our answer at Pimley and my answer was a resounding, there's never been a better time to invest in the Salesforce marketplace. And here's why. I think that now at what, $25, $30 billion, I forget the size of Salesforce sometimes. But at that size, the enterprise solutions that the customers are depending on for Salesforce are so big and so vast that I think the calculus used to be like, you know, five or six app exchange partners per customer. Well, I'm guessing now that number is going to get larger and even more critical. So you can go uh, velocity, number or size of them, or you can go importance. Either way, I think the enterprise customers that depend on Salesforce are going to need more partners and they're going to need deeper technology and deeper innovation and customer success from those partners. So I think that the trajectory of Salesforce and the mission criticalness of, of its applications is now demanding or asking to make it an opportunity, a whole new kind of partners in the ISV ecosystem. So for that reason, we are incredibly excited to be on the modern app exchange. And let's just say this, Harold and team, I think that the Salesforce app exchange, just like Salesforce, is going to go through a tremendous transformation. You've seen Salesforce go and innovate on its core clouds. And I look forward to what Brian Landsman is going to release in the upcoming months to get ready for next year. But I see tremendous innovation, modernization, and just excitement around Salesforce, the modern app exchange. I fully agree. And uh, thinking it even beyond Salesforce platform, I think the opportunity that come with the recent acquisitions or not so recent acquisitions, the broadening of the ecosystem with exciting applications like uh, Slack, uh, MuleSoft, Marketing Cloud, 
Tableau, you name it, also brings a lot of opportunity for that ecosystem and for third-party players and vendors in that ecosystem. Yeah. Don't miss the following Trails podcast episodes and articles. Subscribe to our newsletter at huta.io slash trails. So yeah, as we agree about the huge opportunities that Epic Exchange and Salesforce offers, do you have any advice to offer for aspiring ISV founders? Yeah. So first of all, I mean, thank you for asking the question. I gave a version of this talk in New York City almost a year ago on one of the theaters in the Salesforce campground. And about five ISVs and founders reached out and we still keep in touch. So what I would offer up is if anybody wants to reach out, you can find me on LinkedIn or find me through Harold the Contact on this, on this podcast. So what I think is happening is, as we mentioned, the app exchange, a rejuvenation and a vibrance and an energy is coming out of this. And there's new products, there's new services, and Salesforce certainly has this tremendous opportunity. And so as a founder, you've got to figure out a couple of things. You've got to figure out how to navigate Salesforce. I mean, it's a big company, global company. And so you've got to kind of understand, you know, how to navigate. Salesforce has tried to make this increasingly easier and easier with its partner account managers, both on the ISV and the, and the SI side. So that's great. So the deep trust on the people side, I think I would encourage all founders to trust Salesforce because they're trying to help everybody in their ecosystem. Two, I think, is the networking side of it. You know, I attended a Midwest Dreamin conference this summer, and this was a new one for me, this Dreamin series. Dreamforce is an amazing event to network and meet people. And this Dreamin series, which I believe operates now globally, is a chance to meet practitioners and entrepreneurs and sort of a whole new category of trailblazers. And I think the networking component I mean, I spend a significant amount of my time meeting the founders and investors that are building the next generation of companies. So I think the networking is incredibly critical. And then I think the last part is like communication back to Salesforce. And Salesforce has its own language. And in that language, you want to communicate about what the customers are saying, about what the customers are feeling, what your solution is solving. And I think that communication is really, you know, in some ways as important or more important than revenue. Of course, ARR and yearly revenue and those things are very important. But for a lot of ISVs, we find ourselves on the proverbial front lines. We find ourselves having conversations with customers on speed and innovation and moving extraordinarily fast. And I know I always appreciated hearing and listening to those when I was on the Salesforce seat. And so I would encourage all the founders to hyper-communicate back to Salesforce. And then the final piece, I think, is ISVs and customer success and partners. I think ISVs and partners are tied together. And you've got to be able to implement your software. You've got to be able to make it successful. But I think the Salesforce partner ecosystem also needs to understand what the ISVs do and how they do it. And I think that that relationship is incredibly important. So those are kind of the four things that I go through when I nurture folks based on my, gosh, almost 25 or 20 plus years in the Salesforce world. 
Great. Thank you very much for sharing those advice and sharing your experience. Last question. I'd uh, like to tap a bit into your own venture, Pimli. So could you tell us what's next? What are the milestones you aim to reach? We have learned that you have attracted substantial funding, which is always great news to hear when otherwise we succeed in this. So yeah, probably you can just share with us briefly where you are going. What is your mission and vision with Pimli? Absolutely. So this is great. And so let's just kind of start with just kind of an overview of the Salesforce landscape from our perspective. You know, if you think to the Salesforce wheel or the Salesforce value proposition right now, it has products or clouds for sales and service and marketing and integration with MuleSoft and Tableau for business analytics and Slack for collaboration. And so there's, gosh, there's probably 12 or 15 of those core clouds or, or wheels. Salesforce is also laid on industries. And so I was there when we built, you know, health cloud and service or financial services cloud. And now there's manufacturing cloud. There's travel and hospitality and there's an oil and natural gas and public sector. And so there's a deep industry focus. And one of the things that, that we were part of is the building of new clouds. And so if you go back in time and there was a time when there was no, when there was just sales cloud. I mean, hard to imagine, right? No service cloud or no marketing cloud. And so one of the things that my co-founder, Mike Danafelt, and I very much believe is that there's a lot of room to grow in the Salesforce ecosystem. And the particular place that we're growing is the relationship between products and CRM. And so what does that mean? Let's just start at the highest level first. I think that there's been a relationship between the tools and processes and data that have lived in ERPs, traditional legacy ERPs, and CRM. And I think that that balance has created or found itself over the last 20 years. And what I think is happening is e-commerce fueled by COVID has changed the way the world operates. And the effect of that on technology is that bits and pieces of ERP is starting to move into CRM, whether it's pricing or packaging or shipping, or in our cases, product. And so Pimli is built natively on Salesforce to solve an important problem, which is the relationship between products, product information, and CRM. So we're asking ourselves this bold question, Aren't products part of every sales process in every company that Salesforce serves? Aren't you selling a product or a service? And then once you sell it, don't you have to service that product or service? And so the information about that product is now more important than ever for the trust, speed, innovation, creativity, and relationship that you have with consumers, whether it's B2B or B2C. And so Pimley's founded to solve that problem. And we call ourselves the product cloud or the introduction of product information to Salesforce. And so what we've built is using native Salesforce and the product two object, we've built a, ways, a way to house your product catalog and product information on Salesforce. And you can use that across the entire wheel to drive better customer interactions. 
And so last year we built the product and we validated it. We've got a number of large global enterprise customers already that are using us and trusting us. Some of our customers are doing innovative things like they're actually doing SKU creation natively in Salesforce. And again, like this podcast isn't about SKU creation in that level of detail. But when you say that out loud, you go, wow, SKU creation isn't happening in ERP. It's happening in CRM. And you kind of go, this is the speed that the world is moving today. So what we're doing is we're now in a scale mode. And we are growing and hiring folks that have been part of great growth stories, whether it's at Salesforce or at other companies. And we're onboarding them. We hired a a great guy named Kevin Knickram recently. Kevin was with us in the early days when we built Service Cloud, and that's announced. And he did a couple of years at ServiceNow. And so Kevin's in charge of global sales for us. We just hired a gentleman named Will Wu, who is one of the guys that has built and designed and implemented incredible services and customer success offerings. Will just joined us last week. So we're hiring talent and scale that have been there and done that in and around the Salesforce ecosystem. From a product side, we're looking to deepen our relationship with both AI and data cloud on Salesforce. Artificial intelligence and the large language models in ChatGPT were exciting to us before Salesforce got involved. After Salesforce got involved, it's simply a tremendous opportunity. And when you think of the data that Salesforce has on selling and servicing and marketing customers, when you combine that with product data, it's going to turn product information management into a system of creation as opposed to a system of storage. So we see just incredible opportunities to grow Pimly from customers of all sizes and all shapes. You mentioned the marketplace earlier. We're on the app exchange. We had our first customers download and use and go live natively off the app exchange. Like that's a dream come true. And then we've got our mid-market customers that are buying and using Pimly today. And then we've got some incredible enterprise users. So that's kind of the, the path that we're going forward on and where I'm spending my time, Harold. Thank you very much, Mike. Great insights. It was a pleasure talking to you, learning more about your vision with Pimly about your rich experience in the Salesforce ecosystem. And yeah, looking forward to follow where you and your winning team are going to take Pimly. And yeah, thank you very much for spending the time with us. Thank you. It was great to be here and I look forward to visiting you guys in EMEA very soon. Trust Podcast is brought to you by Kute, Salesforce DevOps platform for Git-based development. You can learn more about Huta by going to our website, huta.io.